Welcome in to episode 27 of the Breathing Orange Fire podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm joined by Gabe. Gabe, that game was pretty awesome, um, actually. I thought uh, you were finally, you know, kind of uh, showed the consistency that we were looking for, you know, from start to finish. I mean, the defensive line, uh, I'm really excited about. Um, I, and it was, it was I know. A, a nice kind of easy finally just easy longhorns win where they where they put them away um and and kind of you know stepped on the throat and didn't let up um wait is that what we're talking about andrew i think if people are listening to us they want to talk about the houston texans and winning 37 to 17 or something like that texans yeah uh andrew beck andrew beck former longhorn Fullback slash tight end returned to kick for a touchdown. That, that, that was pretty cool. Yeah, Bijan Robinson didn't have a great day, but people are already really impressed with what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's uh making making plays. Um see, we promised people we would be positive on this podcast. So we're <laughs> that's what we're doing. We're being positive. Oh, I got something else positive to say. What? The Astros fans freaking showed up this year and they showed up. They deserved better this weekend. 41,033, 41,692, and 41,438. They went over 3 million, Andrew, I think for like the first time since the ballpark was brand new. Wow. It's pretty uh, good, man. We averaged like almost 38,000 fans a game. And, and you know, capacity on that place is like 40,000. And those fans were treated to a, I believe, 39 and 42 home record on the season. I'm a season ticket holder, man. Yep. <laughs> been a lot of losses. Which yeah. has not been my experience since becoming a season ticket holder for the most part. But um, yeah, I mean, look, that crowd was, I, I watched this weekend because I'm sick that way. I watched Friday yeah. to punish myself and I watched the entire game. And then I got up at 4.45 and I was doing show prep, 4.45 a.m., and set my arm. I was just up and mad. So I, I got up and was, you know, you saw the emails I sent you on different stats and stuff like that. <laughs> None of which are usable, right? Because we said we're going to be happy in this podcast. And then I went and hit it at the gym and I went like so hard, like I was just punishing myself, like I nice. wanted to punish the Astros. Yes. And I got done. I took my shower. I put on my clothes. I went, damn, I feel good. I look good. And then <laughs> I started thinking, I wish the Astros could say the same. And then it made me want to cry. But, right. you know, I mean, we got down, we were out, and the crowd brought it all weekend long, all week long. The crowds have been great all year. This is a fan base that loves this team. Mm-hmm. And even as sour as we are right now, we love this team. But, man, there wasn't a lot to love this weekend. But, you know, like we said, we're going to keep this positive. We're not going to get into a really dark and negative place. Not yet. So, um, no, not not yet. There will be recriminations at the end of the year if we don't make the playoffs. And quite frankly, even if we make the playoffs, and win the even if series, we do, oh yeah, there will be recriminations as far as I'm concerned because that's not the point, you know. And, and I was arguing with someone online because, as I told you last week, this is what I like to do. I like to argue with people online. <laughs> that was talking internet. about how yeah. lousy our pitching was. They said, "Oh, come on, Gabe." They didn't use Gabe. They used my internet name. Yeah. Uh, they said, "Come on, Gabe. You know this team can't can't win. There's no way we don't have enough pitching." And I was like, "Dude, this team can win. 
in the playoffs. You got Verlander and Framber, and you could be up. You could win the series against the Twins 2-0, throwing Verlander and, and Framber, right? I mean, the yeah. Twins have all sorts of people going, hell, we could still win the division, Andrew. We, we have a better record than the Twins. Like, I know, I know. they've already won their division. <laughs> we we go 6 to them. Andrew, I, I got a prediction right now. If we go 6-0 this week, we will win the division. Um, the Rangers yeah. have at least two, the Rangers have at least two losses in them. They just they, they do. Yeah, they got to play seven games this week, and I don't think they go more than five. If we go five and one, we will probably win the division. Yeah, I mean the tiebreaker comes in right because if we finish That's tied, right. so if we go five and one, we 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 close Seattle out right, and then that means that we just need the Rangers to go four and three, and yeah. we win the division. Right. Right. Yeah, it's uh, not everything's still on the table. Um, even the number two seed, because we've talked about this, whoever wins the West is gonna get the number two seed because like we just said, the 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 twins clinched to the central this week, this past week. Uh at even after losing nine of twelve, the Astros still are what, three games better than Minnesota right now? Four right. or something and, like that. So and, and yeah. And here's the point I was making. You know, let's say we go up. Most likely scenario if we make the playoffs is we go up to the Twins, right? We're better than them. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Correa's out and Buxton's out and someone right. else is out for they're the Twins. Banged. I mean, yeah. yeah, they're banged up. We are better than them. Flat they are. Out. They are an average team. Now, the Astros could it could be argued has been just a slightly above average team from start to finish this year, but again. um, like you oh. just said, when you get into a ser- a playoff series and uh, you're going with JV and Framber and, and and you move guys like France potentially and Brown to the bullpen, you know, it it, it has that effect. I know you can say the same thing about the, tw- the twin staff or anybody else's staff also. But, yeah, I mean, just by the way, collect- Javier was Javier was awesome on Wednesday, lost in this he awful was good. week and, yep. it, and it was awful. Javier was awesome. He struck out like 12 or 13 guys yeah. in five innings, and he was like unhittable again. He gave up one stupid run in the first, and it wasn't even really his fault. And then he just freaking poured it on and dominated from there. Yeah. Um, you know, like, kiss my ass if you don't think this team can win a best of three against Minnesota, Absolutely. right? Look, I, and, Gabe, we've and, talked about this. as. Yeah. As horrible as this stretch has been, pretty much all of September, but, you know, losing 9 of 12, losing, what, 5 out of 6 to the Royals and 2 or 3 to the A's in that stretch. I mean, all of that taken into consideration, once it resets and you're in a a playoff series, I mean... Look at the lineup, Gabe. Look look at the lineup would you rather have other than Atlanta's and, you know maybe like LA's, I guess, but like maybe, they're maybe nationally the anyway. We're not even talking about that. It, the Rangers, it, I'd take our lineup over the Rangers. Yeah, so, you know, like I said, maybe the Rangers, but as bad and banged up as you think our pitching staff is, the Rangers are worse. Right. And we have a we have a really good bullpen, which the bullpen was awesome today, right? I, I mean, it's just Hunter Brown crapped the bed, but the bullpen was awesome today. The bullpen was pretty good. Yesterday, I, you know, hat tip to whichever of you uh, Astros fans figured out Presley was pitching, tipping his pitches and went on Twitter and told the team about it on Monday. <laughs> uh, did you see that? Yeah, I did. 
Yeah, and you know, then all of a sudden he friggin' dominated on Wednesday. Um, as you know, he got you know, he stopped tipping his pitches, which was, you know, fun. Um, but you know, we just beat them like 138 to two in three games in in Arlington, right? Yeah. And, and their bullpen is is bad, man. Ours is really good. I, I think you're right. I would take our lineup over ours. Well, I would take our our, our real lineup or our, our good lineup over yeah. ours. If if you start, you know, mixing in nonsense, then I'd probably take their lineup over well, ours. Sure, Bruce Bochy's not going to do that. He's going to play his best nine. He, it's crazy. Yeah. whatever that situational thing is. But th- yeah. then that puts us that puts us in a best of seven against Baltimore or the Rays. Okay, we're we're four and two against the Rays, and we're three and three against the Orioles. And here's your Here's your deal in the best of seven, okay? JV and Framber have been alternating good starts and bad starts. So let's say they do one of each and you're two and two in that. And then let's say, um, you know, Javier has one good start or we have one start where we score 13 for Javier, which we've been doing all year, and you're three and three. And then that means JP France got to beat their number four starter. You want to tell me that's impossible for the Astros to win to, to win – a series because JP France is better than their four starter. I don't like, I don't buy it. I fundamentally reject that notion. This team still has a lot of, to play for. And, and the story is not written on this year, but when you write the story on this year, good, bad, or indifferent, whatever happens, the, the first headline is Astros make this much harder than it needed to be. Yep. For sure. And you it's... know, so, it, we've talked about it all season long. We're not, not going to get into it. This is we already have you know put a pin in the idea of actually <laughs> uh, calculating a, 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 an estimate of how many games Dusty cost the Astros just by you know how he allocates allocates playing time we're gonna do that I started that on Saturday today. morning right I mean I, did you, you did. see my emails I mean I, I like literally I'm, I'm we guys, got, I even, I got even a lot of fan graphs. I even went on fan graphs, guys. Yeah. Welcome to fan graphs. Um, Dapper Dan man, damn it. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, I mean, <clears throat> we will do that. And we know that it that number is, you know, more than zero. Uh, <laughs> I, that, here's the deal. I, I know this, that number is greater than the difference between us winning the division or not or making yep. the playoffs or not. I and mean, that's I, all that I, matters. Know, that was absolutely, absolutely zero doubt in my mind Yeah, that if we don't make – that if we don't win the division, it will be, you know, a number of games inside of that number. If we don't hey. make the playoffs, it will be a number – I mean, unless we go 0-6, Andrew. We go 0-6 well, yeah. and then you go, I guess it didn't matter. Although my <laughs> argument would be we probably, if we were 10 games up or if we were seven games up or something like that, we probably would not finish the year – three and 15 okay because we just <laughs> sort of have it on cruise control yeah you'd be able to play things out differently they might have shut down hunter brown they might have shut down javier you know we might have seen spaghetti up here we might have seen the belac or blanco or something like that but we felt like we've had to post these guys in our starting rotation every single time out and you just see with hunter brown in his last two starts but he slammed directly into the rookie wall I, oh, yeah. I mean, he oh, hit yeah. that wall and he hit that hard in probably August. Okay. If we would have had some games in hand, you know, we could have pitched Belak or Blanco, who, although not good, were doing a reasonable job of 
sort of being a facsimile of a back of the rotation yeah. starter this year when 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 they did that. We could have, you know, felt like we had the ability to rest some guys and, and the bullpen, I think we would have seen it rotate out. So, you know, either the number is going to be bigger that, that's been cost than than what we failed to make the playoffs by, or at a minimum you say, hey, like this team ran out of gas. Yeah. And it's because, you know, they they never in some ways they went to the whip way too early, right? Horse racing term, you know, you gotta you gotta keep that whip until yeah. the back stretch, you know, and down the stretch they come. That's when you bust out the whip. Dusty yeah. was busting out the whip on the pitching staff side from the beginning of the from year. The almost, right. And, yeah. and and on the batter side, he, he kept it in his pocket. Yeah. I, I was... mean, we played our best lineup once all year, Andrew. One oh time we God. played our best lineup. All right. We're not talking about that today, though, right? We're that's right. We're, we, we're not. I mean, we're just we're talking about why we're we're, we're talking why about we why are we're where we at. are, and and whatever it is, this is where we're at, Gabe. So break down for me, as of now, where we are in the division race, the wild card race, and then the week ahead, uh, and we'll get into kind of like what needs to happen in order for this team to continue playing beyond next Sunday. Okay. So we're two back in the loss column of the Rangers, two and a half overall. We're half a game up on the Mariners tied with them. Remember if we tie the Rangers, we go ahead of them. Mm -hmm. If we tie the Mariners, we go behind them. Okay. Okay. We're also got Toronto two games behind them in the loss column. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, we don't have the tiebreaker on them, so we have to finish with a record one better than them. Okay. Yep. Let's we'll start with Toronto. Get them out of the way first. Toronto's eighty-seven and sixty-nine. Okay. We are eighty-five and seventy-one. Our look. If we win ninety games, we're in. Mariners right. are at eighty-four. We, we, we can't win 90 games and not get it in, okay? Um, it's just not possible because that would mean we won two games against the Mariners, so that would mean the best that they could do is uh, 89 and 73, all right? So we're not even going to talk about 90 because 90 gets us in for sure. Okay. And that would – just so that would require us going five and one. Five and last, one, that's the right. last week of the season, okay. So Toronto – so if we get to 89 wins – We've got two paths to the playoffs, okay? The rain three paths to the playoffs. One of them involves the Blue Jays going one and five. <laughs> okay. They're at home with six games. They're at home with six games. And who are they playing? The Yankees, who are actually playing for something. It might sound stupid, but they're 78 and 77. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to lose to Arizona on Monday, I think, because that's what Arizona's been kind of bashing them in. Uh, Andrew, I think it was sometime in the Carter administration, the last time the Yankees finished under 500. Yeah, it's been a long so, time. They never did. Of, that's a little like bit of an 80s? overstatement. Yeah. I, late... I, I'm joking. That's a little bit of an overstatement. Okay. But yeah, okay, I, gotcha. I think it's. I think it's actually back to like the late 80s. I, I think something like that. They have not done so this century, I don't believe. Gotcha. Remember, they went on that little miniature rebuild before 
in 2015 and 2016, but they were very proud of talking or 2013, yeah. 2014. They're very proud of talking about how they never bottomed out and they stayed above 500 and they still tried to win. And aren't we so awesome? Yeah. Um, you know, but that was when they were only spending 198 million while everyone else was spending 112 million, right? right. That, that, right. that they did this rebuild. They ate some bad contracts and they went with a little bit of the youth movement and, and, you know, they, so they didn't bought them out. And of course, you know, they were the team of the late nineties and they were, you sure. know, really good the entire two thousands with uh, Jeter and A-Rod culminating in, in winning the last title of that decade, depending on how you feel, whether or not 2010 is part of that decade or not. Um, how do you I feel about it, that game? It depends on how I want to make my point. <laughs> <laughs> if my point is that the Astros were the team of the 2010s, then I, I say that 2010 Giants team was in the last decade, right? Okay. If I want to say the Yankees were the team, you know, the team of that decade, then I say, oh no, 2029 was in the last decade, right? 20, 2009. Yeah. Um, and really, just to kind of be contrary, I, I'm sure you could have appreciate and understand that. Uh, uh-uh. uh no, I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> care for being contrarian, Gabe. Um. um so, so yeah, so, you know, the Yankees are still playing for something, you know, unfortunately for my chance at, at hitting my big bet, <laughs> the Rays are probably not going to be playing for anything. They're two and a half back. Um, Baltimore doesn't have anyone real strong. They've got like Washington and, um, hold on, let me get this up. They've got Washington and then they've got four with Boston. Okay, so, you know, what we want to root for is we really want to root for the Yankees to to feel like they need to win that game uh, two out of three against the Blue Jays. And then we're rooting for um, the Rays to sweep their two with Boston and the Nationals to get two from the Orioles, because what that'll do is that'll put the division in play. I see. Um, I see where you're going with that. It's not likely that the division is going to be play, but if we get a little help from Washington, you know that'll be good. And now I'm I'm going to talk a little bit about Arizona's schedule later, and then the Cubs. And I mean, like, there's a lot of stuff that gets wonky here, man. Let me. And to be clear, you're saying you want the AL East to be in play because Toronto, after playing the Yankees, plays Tampa. That's right, and we okay, would really want it. Tampa to feel like they they need to go three and zero, right? That they're playing I mean, for something, yeah. That, because, that's if, right. it, because if they're a wild card team, there's no question that they're the first wild card, right? That's right, and not only that, but they'll make sure that they line up their pitching, yeah. Um, so they won't throw any of their good dudes, right? Right. So we we want Tampa to go in there like within one game of we want Tampa to go in there within one game of the Orioles on Friday. Yeah, and then they can feel like, oh, that's anyone's series. This is anyone's division. We're better than Baltimore. Our run differential is better. Our our rotation is is miles better. We want that buy, and we want that number one seed, and we want to take people into this house of horrors that we call the Tropicana Dome. <laughs> and also, quite frankly, they might not want to play Toronto again. Uh, yeah. Toronto treated them kind of roughly this weekend, and. Even if they're a wild card, they you know Toronto's likely the second wild card if Toronto gets in, so they might like look at that as an opportunity of oh my gosh if we can knock these guys out, 
you know, we can get this reeling Astros team or the Mariners or the Rangers or something like that. So there is a little bit of, there's a little bit of gamesmanship at play here, but, but what I'm doing is I'm getting out of the way and I'm showing people that rooting for the Blue Jays to finish with 88 wins so that we can get in with 89 is probably a fool's errand. Does that sound right? Yep. That makes sense. Yep. Cause they got, you know, all they need to do again, five and one doesn't matter. We're talking about a world where we go four and two. Yeah. Um, five and one doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't help us because we're already guaranteed uh, to be in because of the Rangers and Mariners playing each other. And because Correct. that would mean that we won two or three against the Mariners. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only way that the blue Jays matter for us is, you know, in that scenario where, um, where it comes down to it and and they you said like um, you said earlier they go one and five in their last six they they go one and five and we go four and two which seems unlikely but after watching the astros last week um there's evidence that unlikely things happen all the time so so here's the deal if we go so so it kind of talks about toronto if they win two games they're basically irrelevant to us because I mean we could still they're they're at eighty seven if they win two they get to eighty nine and they got the ball in hand on us yeah and we could still certainly finish ahead of them sure and finish with ninety wins I, now I would make an argument that we don't want to finish ahead of Toronto because we'd much rather play on the Minnesota and Rangers path than the at Tampa and at Baltimore path yeah um yeah. but. Beggars can't be choosers. I mean, if it comes down to it, we got to try to win as many games as we want. We can't get too cute with this. That's right. Right. So, you know, 90 gets us in for sure. 89, we've got a slight chance against the the Mariners. I mean, I'm sorry, against against Toronto, but not a very good one, okay? So that means at 89, we either got to finish along with the Rangers at 89, okay? Mm -hmm. Or... We got to have Seattle finish at 88. Okay. And again, for us to get to 89, that means four and two. Yeah. If we get there by going one and two against Seattle and then sweeping, that puts Seattle at 86 wins going in the Rangers series. Uh huh. And I'm talking about us at 89. That means if they go two and two against the Rangers, they close us out. Ah. That's We're right. dead because they've got 89 as well. So if they go two and two against the Rangers, the Rangers have 87 wins right now. Mm-hmm. That would give the Rangers 89 wins. If they win even just one game against Anaheim, we're yeah. dead men walking. Yep. However, however, this is if we go two and one and two and one, which is a much more common scenario of four and two, mm-hmm. right? Um, then we've got 89 wins. And Seattle will be at 85. They'd need to sweep the Rangers. Yeah. To knock us out of the playoffs. So if we go two and one and two and one, all we need is one Rangers win or Seattle sweeps us. Well, you say, well, Seattle could still sweep us, but then what would that do to Texas? Texas is beginning at 87 and 68. Yeah. If they go and lose all four against the Mariners, then that means if they don't sweep the Angels, we're in. Yeah. Right? So here's the here's the easiest way to look at it. If Texas loses one of their next games, 
One of their next three, two and one and two and one. If we win both series, guarantees us a trip to the playoffs. Yeah. That's simple enough to look at. That is. That's a good way to frame it. Um, here's, I, I guess, here's one more scenario. Let's say we go three and three. Okay. If we go three and three, we damn well better sweep the Mariners and then lose three to the Arizona, right? We go three and three and sweep the Mariners. We're at 85 and 71. Or I'm sorry, 85, or we're well, at 88 yeah. and we're at 88 and 74 or whatever, right? right? Yep. The Mariners would enter Thursday with 84 wins. As long as they don't sweep the Rangers, we're in the playoffs. Yeah. And if they do sweep the Rangers in four the games, have that's, to a, win that's a four game, a four series. game set. Yeah. If they do sweep the Rangers in a four game sweat set, we still get in over the Rangers if the Rangers go one and two against Anaheim. Which seems unlikely, but we just got swept at home by the Royals. It's true. If we go three and three, it better better damn well be if we go four and two and we sweep the if we sweep the Mariners and we go four and two, we've clinched the spot. Yeah. One and two against Arizona clinches it. There's nothing Seattle can do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's talk a little bit about um, what Texas looks like on their deal. Okay. Yeah. Texas against Anaheim. We're just going to talk about Anaheim. We we really need them to get swept, but that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> if they lose two out of three, we're in pretty good shape. Yeah. If they lose two out of three, we're in pretty good shape. They've got Gray against Sandoval on Monday. Sandoval's they all have, right. He's all right. They have not named their starter on Tuesday. <laughs> Again, they are really banged up against Reed Detmers, who's three and ten with a four sixty-four ERA. Let's just say if I had money riding on this, <laughs> that would not be the game I would put money on. Yeah. And then on Wednesday, they got Dunning against Canning. Okay. And Canning is seven and seven with a four thirty-nine ERA. So, you know, I, I don't know that I would say What the, the Mariners, I mean, the Rangers have been a bad road team all year. Mm-hmm. The, as as bad as we've been at home, they've been that bad on the road, yeah. I think. Give me one second here to find this. I want to see exactly what, what they're looking at, okay? Well, um, and, and particularly over, you know, since May, let's say, right? So that's right. Last four months, they've been, even overall, uh, they're 37 and 37 overall away and they started yeah. out you know very hot on 110 win pace at the end of may yeah um right. so yeah i mean they've been circling the drain a, a away in the same way that we have at home um it's just more embarrassing when you not, do it at home not with the dramatic flair that the astros have done it with but no but but that's it so then you look at all right they're gonna be all out the, you know the angels are playing out the string they don't have any incentive to win. Here's the good news. They don't have any incentive to lose either. Mm-hmm. They've got 70 wins. No one really is within, what is it, the, the, the worst six teams all sort of, well, actually they've got some incentive to lose with the one, two, three, four, five, six. They're in seventh place, seventh to last place overall. The Nats are at 69, and the Cardinals are at 68. Yeah. They can't get any worse than the American League, 
and, and they probably aren't going to get any better in the American League because Detroit is at 73 and Cleveland's at 74 and they play each and, other. The Mets and, are at 71. So. And realistically, when you get to that, who cares? Nobody, I don't think anybody cares. You know, I think people might care a little bit because aren't they waiting? They're doing a lottery on the draft. Yeah, but I mean, take the I don't Angels. think it's like the NBA. It, I don't I, think I, it's like the right. NBA. That and I don't think it really changes anything. It's I mean, what are they going to do? They're already without Trout and Otani. I mean, you know, who like is there anybody that important that they might rest the last few games? I I, I don't think so. I I don't think it makes a whole lot. I don't think it makes a whole lot of difference. Also, you know, there's not 40 guys up anymore in September. Right. There's That's only right. two extra guys. So it's not like you're playing your minor league guys as the right. you're not running your for next AAA year. lineup. Yeah, exactly. And there is still that ethos in baseball. And I, I like this about baseball as opposed to football and basketball. This has been one thing I always, you know, the unwritten rules of the game, right? Yeah. Yep. Baseball teams have always, 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 always my entire life tried to play spoiler alert. Yeah. when they were playing a playoff team. You know, e- even when teams were circling the drain and you had 40 guys up, uh, if you had two teams that were out of it and playing for nothing, which used to have all the time because the playoffs weren't as expanded, yeah. right? But you could right. do whatever you want and there could be whatever, like, buffoonery there was. But <laughs> dadgummit, if you were playing a team that was in the middle of a pennant race, they got your best. You're, yeah. If you were had your ace out there, and he was going well, he was going to go seven innings or eight innings or whatever. You know, your cleanup bot guy was going to bat cleanup and he was going to play every single game. You were going to steal, you're going to hit and run, you're going to um, go to the bullpen and you're going to manage that as if you had to win that game because it mattered to you. And that was just always the ethos of baseball. I, I remember, you know, I moved to Houston in 1990 and it took me probably till about 93 or 94 to convert over to being an Astros fan more than a Giants fan. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, 93, the Giants won 103 games and, and they famously didn't make the playoffs. So it's the greatest yeah. team never to make the playoffs or, or the last great team that won't, that will miss the playoffs. Right. Yeah. With all the exp- experience. Yeah. That was, uh, that was Bonds. Very Bonds year first year. And Giants, guess, yeah. guess who, when they lost, by one game, guess who the manager was? Dusty Baker. Guess what he did most of the year? This should be an offense that means you should never work in the game again. You uh, know he hit Barry Bonds fifth for the oh vast majority God. of the year. Is that right? Yes. I mean, even back then, bef- granted, we didn't know, you know, what we do know now that we've talked about a little bit on this show. About Everyone back then was third. You, third. You, you, Why? How would Barry third. Bonds not be hitting third or fourth? He hit fifth, Andrew. That was that was like the, you know, that was peak Barry. That that was the beginning or the the. That was front, before we got front steroid, side. Yeah, the, before we yes. got steroid freak Barry Bonds. But Barry Bonds was coming he, off an MVP, or he should have been coming off an MVP. He had been yeah, MVP. He was coming off an MVP. Yeah. Uh, and he was awesome in 93, man. He was awesome. absolutely awesome. Oh, yeah. By Ken far Griffey the best Jr., player in the league. Ken Griffey Jr. was was young back then, and he was coming up, and people were talking about junior bonds, right? Junior bonds. Oh, my God. It was bonds. Ken Griffey Jr. was awesome the he first was. eight years of his career, but it was still bonds was better than him. And, and bonds – did not like the fact that that Junior was on the come up. Well, this is why Bonds became a steroid guy, right? I mean, Bonds is he's a prick. He's the greatest baseball player of my life without even it's not even close. That's pre steroids and post steroids. And I mean, 
he's not doing anything that everyone else in the game wasn't also doing, right? Yeah. But, yep. but Bonds was clean by all accounts. He was clean when he was awesome in Pittsburgh and awesome with oh, the yeah. Giants. And that 93 season was a freaking masterpiece, man. I mean, it was awesome because the Giants were pretty lousy and they signed him to like a six-year, $40 million deal or something. And guys, I'm doing this all off the top of my head, okay? <laughs> so Google me and just see... Wow, that son of a bitch knows his numbers, or you can laugh yeah. at me because I'm a little bit off. Okay, probably, probably right. Yeah. He signed something like six years, forty million, seven years, forty nine million, something like. It was that. a big By deal at the time. Biggest, yeah, it was a big deal. Contract ever given out in baseball, fairly sizably, right? Yeah. And the, everyone's like, "What are the Giants doing signing this?" I mean, like, it's wait, cool wait, wait, all, wait, but... wait, 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 wait. People really thought that back then. He, he was unquestionably like, it, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah." But he was, was the MVP. Like, with the Pirates in 90 and 92? Is that correct? That's right. And, and Terry Pendleton. And should have been in 91. Should have been in 91, right. by the way. Uh, he should have had three in a row with Pittsburgh and then 93 with the Giants. Anyway, continue. It, it, it wasn't that it wasn't that Barry wasn't thought to be worth Well, there's just that whole old guy narrative of no one's worth that kind of money, okay? And okay, that's, a philosophical, okay. yeah. that's a philosophical thing. But then layered on to no one's worth that money is – if you're going to give that money to someone, mm-hmm. why would it be a crappy team that just went 78 and 84 or something like that? And Bonds was like the only move they made. Yeah. And they didn't have a bunch of young guys on the come up or anything like that. But they just had an absolutely freaking magical season. And they were awesome. And they were incredible. And they played really, really good baseball from August 1st on. And even with that, them playing really, really good baseball – the Braves walked them down, and on the last day of the season, the freaking Dodgers won by 10 or 11 runs, and they fucking popped champagne bottles. They were so freaking happy to knock the Giants out on the last day of the year. I will never forget that, man. And you know what? That is the ethos of baseball. So, it Anaheim, is. if you roll over like the dogs you are, fuck you, you <laughs> stupid pieces of shit. You're a trash organization. I've always said that. If you don't try... I don't care if you win. You can get swept. I want to see you act like you care. <laughs> uh, because my team can't be bothered to act like it cares. So I want you to right. do it for me. Yeah, I, I was. Yeah, I was going to try to dance around that. But yes, as much as I would love to talk more about 1993, and just for those of us, those, those of you listening, not as old as Gabe and I, there used to be two divisions. In each league, and it, the National League West had yes had both the the Atlanta Braves and the West Coast teams as I well think as I, the I think Astros. Atlanta went like forty five and twelve. Or that something. was the, like the uh, Giants. That was the year, and we're not going to talk about nineteen ninety three that much. Though I would as much again as much as I would love to. That was the year I want to say Atlanta acquired Fred McGriff like halfway through the season from San Diego, right? And yep, uh, he went on a tear after coming over to Atlanta and kind of carried them. But they had, I mean, that was, again, that was 93. They already, that, that was the first year, I believe, that they had Maddox. Uh, they signed him over from the Cubs. I think 92 uh, was the first year for Maddox. But Was I, he on he Atlanta in 92? I thought he, he was, was still... not on their worst. He was not on their worst or first team. That was 91. Right. He was still with uh, the Cubs then. I thought he was with the Cubs in 92, and I thought he came to the Braves in 93. Nevertheless, they had Maddox in 93. Uh, they had Smoltz, of course, Glavin, um, I guess Steve, Steve Avery, Avery was yeah. still around. Um, you know, 
that I, I, I don't know. I, I know that was before the Chipper Jones era, but it might have been when guys like Javi Lopez and Ryan Klesko, right? Those guys started coming up. Dave Justice yeah. was still big time. Um, uh, he uh, actually a very good hitter. Um, he was he was, you know, a couple years in the league at that point. And then they added Fred McGriff at the at the deadline. He kind of he kind of carried them to that to that uh uh, uh to the end there and then they of course um lost to actually lost to the Phillies the Phillies the playoffs, that's right who right? then lost to you know Toronto the, the Toronto yeah. and the Joe Carter touch them all Joe there will never be a better time to be yeah. Joe Carter or whatever yeah Toronto Toronto won in 92 and 93 um they had Williams just imploded in teams yeah before before 2017, that game five that just got drunk, and game two was drunk in the Dodgers Astros with like six home runs in the last three innings or something like that. Yeah, and then um, you know game five just an all timer, all timer. As long as baseball plays, yeah, that game will stack up with anything as nutty as has ever happened in the World Series. That Phillies. Toronto series in 93 was probably the standard for the craziest, wildest. Oh my God. Did you just see what happened? World series of my life. Yeah. There wasn't there a 13 to 11 game or there something was, like that. Right. that um, that's what made me think of. And, and Mitch Williams just screwed the pooch in that. And, and Mitch Williams have been awesome all year. Wild yeah. thing. You know, they call him wild thing. And then that ends with the asterisk trading for him after he'd been totally and completely <laughs> broken and busted in every way. And yeah. he like served out a little bit of his career late. So guys, if you're ever on immaculate grid looking for a Phillies <laughs> and Astros, you know, don't say Oswald. Don't say Wagner. Don't say any of those other guys, Mitch Williams. That'll yeah. get you a little bit more of a, a of a rarity score. He, he pitched for the Rangers too. Uh, so he's, that's another connection. Um, yeah, he got around. I, I think he came up with the Rangers, maybe. Uh, but what? But what do you think, Andrew? Philosophically, do you yep. think that? So th- I, the reason I talked about Toronto is they will lay down uh, the, the Rays if they got nothing to play for. They will lay down, but I don't fault them at all for that because they're not laying down. You're They've talking got about more important Tampa. Tampa T- will Tampa not lay Tampa, down, but they will. They will not try their hardest to win every game because they're more con- they have bigger fish to fry that's right that's right being the and playoffs yeah so that's why i started with we really need them there what do you think do you think the angels are going to try to beat texas of course they're gonna try i mean look are we gonna get their best effort it, it, well you say that but you know if it was an nba de- deal they would be trying to they'd literally be trying to lose by 50 I don't, in the nba i don't think so i i don't think it I don't think it makes that much difference. I think that the Angels, like I said earlier, they're already without Otani and Trout, right? And and I don't know about Rendon. To be honest, I kind of stopped paying attention to the Angels. I know that he almost never plays. So, like, if you're he's, top th- he's three actually guys, got a, yeah, he's actually got a broken bone. They diagnosed it as a bruise on their their oh. training organization. Yeah, I assume that and he this- just doesn't play. They're like, no, no, it's it, it's a fracture. Um, so great job, Anaheim training staff. I, this is the same group that was complicit in killing one of their players, right? Um, yeah. With the guy doing actual time for buying meth for him um, so that he could get all tweaked up before he got on the mound. 
I thought it was um, I thought it was Oxy or something. Oh, was, was it Oxy? Okay. I mean yeah. it was it whatever. Anyway, it, uh, yes. Um so yeah, I mean point is you're already you're already not playing Trout, Otani, Rendo. Like who else are they gonna sit? You know, I mean and and here's the thing, like the guys that actually play, they're always trying their hardest, right? Because they do have something, even if they don't care about the you know, fate of the Anaheim Angels. Are they Anaheim, LA Angels, whatever? Los even Angeles they, Angels of Anaheim. Right. They can't stick on a nickname. They're both. Uh, even if the individual players are not overly concerned about the win-loss column, it's baseball, right? When you are in the batter's box, you're, <laughs> you're still doing your thing, right? Like, I don't think guys just blow off at bats, A, because they're competitive, B, Ooh, because... I don't know about that. <laughs> B, because their livelihoods depend on their overall performance, which they understand how it's measured. They understand the importance of every plate appearance, right? Am I being naive here, Gabe? Yeah, a little bit at the end of the year. You see guy. I mean, even before the clock change, I mean, you see games in, in the last week of the year in 203 or 205 or whatever. Guys start guys throwing, throwing away and, at bats. Yeah, um, but... The ethos of baseball is you don't do that when it affects a pennant race, even if okay. it's not your effect. So, okay. I, I mean, I hope, I, I hope to see them actually try. I hope to see because you know what, Kansas City damn sure tried against us. Oakland damn sure tried against us. They were trying to win every single game. They're well, going to all the pitching matchups. That's they what were, I'm saying. Like I, I mean, the players play right. Like they play. I don't know. There's some organizations that I think. I, I, there's some organizations I have a higher opinion of than others. Let's just I'll, leave I'll, it at that. I'll put it this way. I'd actually be more concerned about the effort of a team that um, maybe hovered in, in the playoff race until the last week or so. You know what I mean? As opposed to a team that's just been an afterthought for months because there's, yeah. there's a, there's an exhaustion or something. And maybe this isn't real, but it, it feels like, you know, somebody like, I don't know, the... Um, Houston Astros? <laughs> not, not exactly, but uh, I was going to say somebody like... Uh, that's had a disappointing year, uh, but they hung around and hung around, and they're just not... It's just not going to happen. San Diego, uh, San Diego. Cleveland, someone like... You know, yep. San Diego, yeah, great. San Diego, someone like that. Um, uh, Cleveland, you know, some somebody who's just kind of couldn't get off of 500 ish all season long. And now they're just sort of it's over, you know, you know, if it's Cleveland, uh, does Jose Ramirez play every game, every inning of every game, the last six, you know, or, or are they just kind of exhausted as opposed to Anaheim? Who's, I don't know. They haven't, I mean, once Trout went down months ago, they're used to it. They're used to it. Like what's playing out the string for two months now. What's changed? What's changed? Like, (laughs) you know, they're two and eight and they're, they're two and eight in their last 10. They haven't exactly been putting up a big fight. So the Astros are three and nine in their last 12. I mean, it's not because they're not trying is all I'm saying. (sighs) I don't know. I could be wrong, but all that said, I still don't have a lot. I mean, the fact is that, you know, they're not as good of a team. So, so, I mean, I think you and I agree that any kind of, you know, prognostication about a baseball series is little more than a coin flip, right? When we're talking about three game series, but um, 
but it does still favor the better team. And I don't think there's any doubt that the angels are not the better team here. Right. We really, we need to win 90 games. We need to go five and one. Okay. Yeah. And we I, would, need the Rangers, I would agree with that. And we need the Rangers to go three and four and we'll win the division. We'll win the division if that happens, right? That, I mean, that, that, that's where it sits. And for them, for us to win 90 games and win the division at 5-1, and one, you know, that means we need Anaheim to take at least one game against the Rangers. Yep. We need them to win one game off the Rangers. Either way, it's it, it's not particularly likely, right, that both of those things will happen. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. What do you think? You think – you think Anaheim gets a game off the Rangers? Boy, they're a mess, man. I mean, I know they won five in a row, and they also had a sweep against Toronto, but they also got swept by Cleveland. And, I mean, I think they – I want to say at one stretch, they had like three saves and 15 attempts or something like that. I mean, they, they, the Rangers. I mean, they just yeah. – bad in the bullpen. They're I, I haven't – we've talked about this all year. I, I've been a believer in the Rangers uh, – offense and and lineup and position players i've been skeptical about their pitching side of things all season long mostly depth uh and bullpen right like the the depth of the rotation and bullpen um that said uh i mean who that's the thing with baseball i mean in a three-game series like i wouldn't be surprised at all if they swept anaheim right or the angels I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be shocked if they lost two of three. You know what I mean? Like it's that's just none of those are particularly surprising outcomes in a three-game series. It's kind of what I'm saying. Of, it's a game of inches, right? And I mean, you play yeah. 162 games to figure out who's better. And right. when you're trying to prognosticate a three-game set, it's a fool's errand, right? Totally, absolutely. And I, I don't think people appreciate that as much. I mean. Look, we have and we will make plenty of time in the future to, uh, you know, bemoan kind of the stretch of like horrid play by the Astros. But again, I mean, if you look at each series as its own unit, getting swept by three game or in three games by Kansas City, it's... It's not we got that. In, we got swept in 2022 That's by right. a crappy Oakland team. That's right. July, it's not. It happens. We got swept in 2017 by a crappy Oakland team in It August. happens. And nobody wants to hear this, and people will argue with me about this, but I am a firm believer in this, that we get – we we read too much into simple sequencing, Gabe. <laughs> I mean, yep. I think if you took the last three series against the A's and Royals and you – Instead of clumping them all together, particularly in September, if you just scattered them at random earlier in the season and everything else remained the same, nobody would be, you know what I mean? Like nobody would think that much of it. If you lost the game, even if it happened in April, if you lost, if you lost out by one game, you go, remember when we got swept by the Royals? Exactly. Even, even in April, you would remember. I remember in in the first week of April when we lost two of three to Detroit, you know, like I, I, I do remember that. I mean, if that had just happened this past week, we'd be pissed off about that too. Anyway, it's just, it's be, we, we read too much into it when it happens consecutively. But again, it's, if you think of these series as slightly more than coin flips in favor of the better team, 
um, it helps to kind of conceptualize that within any of these given three game sets, and either team losing two of them is not particularly a surprising outcome, right? So if we go six and zero, oh, if we go six and zero, oh, we're ninety one and seventy one. <laughs> And the Rangers yeah. would have to get to 92 to beat us. Okay. Yeah. So they'd have to go five and two to beat us. I think if we go six and zero, we probably win the division. I think if we go five and one, we got maybe like a 40% chance of winning the division. And we got no chance of winning the division of four and two. I mean, we got to go five yeah. and one or four and two. I would right? agree with that. Yep. Um, you know, if we go three and three, and that three is a sweep of the Mariners, we're almost assuredly in. If we go three and three, taking two of three from the Mariners, we're more likely than not in. Mm-hmm. If we go three and three, going one and two against the Mariners, our goose is cooked. Yeah. Do you agree with all that? I, I do. Mean, so if we don't, if I we do. don't win this Mariners series, if we win this Mariners series two to one or three to nothing, if we win this, if we sweep the Mariners series, we can screw off and still probably make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, by a game over Seattle and we could lose every game probably in Arizona. We just talked about that, right? Yep. Um, if we go two and one, if we, if we win the Mariner series and go two and one, we probably ought to go two and one against Arizona, but we might be able to get it against one and two. If we go one and two, we leave ourselves absolutely no choice, but to sweep Arizona in my opinion. Yeah. Or just pray that Texas sweeps Seattle four games, which again, I don't think is, is super probable, especially with Seattle playing for their lives. And quite frankly, Texas would already have a playoff series right. wrapped and, up. So it'd be like what we're yeah. talking about with the Rays. Like, hey, I don't fault them if they don't give their best effort. They're going to play through a hangover one of those nights after they clinch. And then they're going to look at, you know, how they can set up their their rotation and and what they can do to get guys off their feet and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's the that's the prerogative and the right they've earned if, sure. if that happens. Right. So, sure. Um, you know, I just, so you go, okay, so we got to go two and one against the Mariners. We just have no choice. Yeah. And look and at this, the pitching matchups. <laughs> yeah. Well, and have you seen is, them? I have not. Yeah. You're not going to love this. I don't think. What? So the Astros have JV. The Astros have lined it up for JV. And boy, I told remember when I said I wish we would have pitched JV on Friday. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm sorry, on Sunday. Like just try to take the win against the, the Royals. I I feel like JV could have might have given up less than six runs against the Royals. I feel like we would have <laughs> won this game. And we'd be doing a lot better if we would have won this game, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, and that's not a second guess. That's a first guess. I said that, you know, from the word go, you did, we got, we got JV. We're facing Luis Castillo. Mm -hmm. We've never hit that dude. Yep. Tuesday, Javier, who's been, who's gotten lit up by Seattle a lot lately. And we're facing George Kirby. George Kirby in the 3.58 ERA. Um, Javier, the 4.58 ERA or 4.88 or 5.88 or 9.88 over the last two months. I think it's something 8.88 over the last two months. I, I'm serious. I'm not yeah, like, exaggerating. He's got no, an ERA of almost nine. It's been bad. Over the last two months. And then Wednesday, um, 
we got Framber against Bryce Miller. Do you know who Bryce Miller is? No. He's okay. Um, he's a righty. He's got an eight and six ERA with a four point one seven ERA. We we should have the pitching matchup in that. So we're favored to lose two of the three games. Yes, and if you look I, at the pitching matchups, that's that's fine. But I'm going to give the same context because it works both ways, right? Um, sure. And I've been saying this all season is that I b- I believe in regression, Gabe, and I believe that it works. I don't both. believe in regression over a three game series, though. And neither no, 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 do no, 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 neither, that's not, neither do you. Of course not. No, it's too it's too small of a of a set. That, that's not what I'm. That's not where I'm going. Where I'm going is that what the Astros have done in the last week plays absolutely no part in what I expect of the games going forward. It doesn't change my opinion of or or expectation of the outcomes in any way at all. And there's been a lot of data on that about the playoffs and and is there benefit to going in hot? Is there a penalty for going in cold? Absolutely no effect in the playoffs. Well, so what was the uh, when, when I go back to the chip yeah. and the Sarah deal? If the Astros get in, I, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that we played like ass. If we sweep the Mariners and then get swept by the the Diamondbacks and limp into the playoffs, and we get Minnesota, we go up there and we're a better team than them. Yep, and Look, we're favored to win. There again, I'm gonna I'm gonna. Everyone knows how old we are. If you go back to 2000, right? The the Yankees. Yep who had won the world series in 98 and 99, correct? Um, yep. and, and 96 as well. 96. You know, so. And then Florida in a one-off year where they had Kevin Brown and Bobby Bonilla and Moises Alou and all Gary guys, Sheffield, Sheffield and, and Renteria and all those guys won it in 97. And then the Yankees won again, 98, 99. And then it, at the end of the 2000 season, they went something like three and 15 in the last like three weeks of the year, something like that. And everybody was like, it just couldn't they, they had built up such a big division lead that it didn't matter. And they were, they still got into the playoffs. Um, and everyone kind of wrote them off to some degree that uh, it's over. They've played so many games, only postseason games the last few years. And it's all added up and they've run out of, they've run out of juice and it didn't matter once the playoffs the started. Things. Yep. All the same, same things people are saying about the Astros. That's right. Buster only wrote this article earlier this week on ESPN and was comparing the Astros kind of to that Yankees team. And and basically the I, I'm not I haven't been a big Buster only fan because I feel like he's uh uh every, even before the sign stealing stuff, he was uh he's a New way, England hack, man. I mean you he, can just say it like it is. He's I don't New think he's England New hack. England though, isn't he from like the Midwest? No, no, like, no, 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 no. He's from Maine or New Hampshire or Vermont or something like that. I thought and he was, was on the I thought he was from Red like I thought he's from time. like Idaho or South Dakota or something. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um it, it, the point is I I actually did agree with the premise of his of his article which was actually basically just that, you know, if the if the Astros are going to be dangerous if they make it to the postseason, right? Which is kind of what we've been saying, but um, yeah, I, I, all that is to say, I don't think, I don't care. I, I, I care, you know, based on the uh, impact it's had on the overall record, what they've done in the last week, it does not change my opinion of their odds of going to Seattle and winning, you know, hopefully two out of three 
at minimum. I don't I don't think losing to Kansas City three games in a row makes any has anything to do with what they're gonna do starting tomorrow. Buster Olney was born in DC and he was grew up on a dairy farm in Vermont, educated in Northfield Mount Hermon School in Gill, Massachusetts. Where does he so live? Yeah, where does he live now? He lives up I think he lives up there. I because he was work, probably somewhere around New York City because he's on ESPN all the time, right? Yeah. Dairy farm, I, mean, he, I guess, is what I maybe I just associated that with like Wisconsin or something, but <laughs> there you go. I I, I guess I could but look, he's, you know, all those Northeast guys got butt hurt because the Astros ran through the Red Sox, the Yankees, yeah. and the Dodgers. I mean, I all the coastal elites. No, but the thing with him, though, but his goes back before all of that. His, I know. His I know. was the, the ownership change the... and the Luno, and he could not stand it that they were not fielding a competitive team for a few years there. Like, he lost his mind in every single article he wrote about anybody – quote unquote tanking um, would mention the Astros. Every single article he wrote about um, manipulating service time would cite George Springer. Like it it was like, it was uncanny. It was every article for years blaming the Astros for things that every single team in major league baseball was. And and, and then they had the terminity to beat his beloved Red Sox, who he grew up wearing Red Sox onesies and red and footy pajamas and stuff like that. Yeah. And then we took out his beloved Red Sox and like rubbed his nose in the fact that um we were right and he was wrong and suck it only. <laughs> and um so that made it even worse. Yeah. But, but nevertheless, but, it, it, again, like if, if I want to be objective, the, the the piece he put out this week was actually I mean, it was. It wasn't. Andrew, super, we don't. We don't pay you to. Be, we we don't pay you to be objective. We pay you to say mean things about Buster Olney. I. I mean, I. I know you can't help. It. He's you been a little. You can't he, help being a fair-minded person, can you? <laughs> it's it's a real character flaw. You can't my just gift kind of, and my curse. You um, can't just go off and do a broadside on the Angels organization like once every two or three podcasts. Just no, because, I get know, irrational. I will get irrational from time to time. Um, You'll see it. I mean, yeah, you've texted with me during the course of games. I think you, it's a little peek behind the curtain of my uh, my irrational side. Yeah, I, you know. So then it gets down to the Arizona. What's Arizona playing for? I, I mean, I'm they're they're a game and a half up on the Marlins, and they're half a game up on someone else. They're in the second wild card spot. They are in the wild card. Yeah, spot. Yeah, and so, they're, okay, they're in the second wild card spot, and they're they're half a game up on the third wild card spot, which is the Cubs well, that's and good. a game and a half up on a game and a half up on Miami, but Miami and the Cubs both have the game in hand on them. So they have to finish ahead of both of them. And they're enough ahead of Miami that they will still be playing for something. Even if they, even if they went zero and three, they're still playing for something. Right. Okay, but that's right. But they're playing yeah. at the white Sox, So it's likely. And, but because they've lost the, the game in hand to both those teams, They've got to finish ahead of them. So there's no way that they have a game that's not meaningful until the earliest non-meaningful game they could have crunching their entire schedule is Saturday is the earliest non-meaningful game they could have, regardless of what the outcome is either way. Okay. That's right. And it's more, and it would be very surprising when I looked at how the schedule played up and, and I could get into Miami schedule with you because I'm sick. 
I could get into the Cubs schedule because I'm sick. I could get in the Red schedule <laughs> and the Padres schedule because I'm sick. I don't think because I did an entire that. decision tree just to try to figure out what the odds of Arizona being clinched and wrapped up or knocked out and not caring against us were. And, and okay. the odds are basically zero. I mean, we are going to get their best shot on Good. Friday for sure. Almost 90% chance we get their best shot on Saturday. And Sunday, it's probably on the last day of the year, it's probably 50 50 that they're, that, that, that that they're still playing for something one way or another. And I can say this if they're playing, also, the last game of the year is they all start at two o'clock, guys. Yeah. Two o'clock Eastern, maybe. Um, Maybe it's three o'clock Eastern, two o'clock. Every game starts at the same time because they don't want teams to have the the advantage or the disadvantage of knowing that their game matters or it doesn't. Right. I, I can say this. If for some reason Arizona's game doesn't matter and ours does, I expect Arizona to like freaking sleepwalk through it and just not care at all. Okay. Sure. So we could have a really big event. And quite frankly, the converse is true. If the Astros aren't playing for the division, but we got a wild card locked up, you know, we're going to throw Johnny Allstaff, uh, yep. but in the, in not the all hands on deck Johnny Allstaff, we're going to give two innings to Kunell and we're going to give one to Montero and we're going to yep. give one to Maton and everyone in the bullpen will pitch. Yep. None of our starters will because those, you know, the, our next game is going to be Tuesday or Wednesday and they'll want all those guys to have a little bit of work for sure, to not get rusty, but they won't, they don't want a starter to be, to be out at all. Right. And, and, you know, that's, again, that's our prerogative. That's our pleasure. That's their pro- pleasure, their prerogative. Um, that doesn't go into the sort of rules of the game that I was talking about because that's under bigger fish to fry, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, and 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 no one's gonna begrudge anyone that. Um, but but yeah, we're we're likely gonna get their best shot until maybe Sunday's the first day that they're not playing for something. But I think there's a good chance both teams are playing for something. You know, right now ESPN has the schedule. We we went over the we went over the um Astros schedule. They've got it at Brand. France Brown and Verlander um, mm-hmm. for Arizona. I do not believe that's the way it'll put, play out. Andrew, is there any way we can throw Hunter Brown again as a starter this year? Nope. If it matters. So you have to go France and then JV on Saturday would be on normal rest and bring Framber back on three days rest on Sunday if that day matters. I mean, I would think so. I would think you'd have to. We're getting we're getting Zach Gallon uh, on Friday. Um, we're getting their number two on Saturday, and then we're getting a guy that's like three and eight with a six ERA on Sunday. Mm-hmm. That's yep. how they've got it lined up. But again, I'm sure they'll have some sort of yeah, rabbit not, up their hat on set. Sunday if if, right. if they if they need to win that game. But that's right. I, mean, I think I think you see from us. I think you see JV Javier, um, Framber, and then day off, and then I think you've got France. JV on normal rest and Fram run three days rest. I don't see any other way to do it. Do you? If Javier is lights out in Seattle, that would be. I two... mean, if that game Sunday matters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think he might be an option, right? If he's more rested than Framber going into that game, if he's good in his next start, because that would be two good starts in a it's... row. They have to move. They have to move JV up too, though. I mean, yeah. If they're gonna do it that I mean, way. I, I guess that's right, but because um... they have him, they have him on Sunday. 
So they got to make the decision. They got to make the decision on on Friday. Now, yeah, the I mean, first decision is Friday. Is it's Brown's turn in the rotation, but but France has had five or six days off, so he's perfectly ready to throw. Yeah. Right? Yep. Is it France or Brown? That's your Friday decision, right? And I think yep. the answer has to be France. Yep. And then it's is it Brown or JV on Saturday? JV will be full rest. Yeah. So you go JV. And I think the answer's got to be JV, unless you know we're four and zero, and by some no, we've we already got it wrapped. That's up, probably right? not happening. So yeah, you go JV, and then and, I'm saying on the last game and Sunday, it's Framber on three days or um, or Javier on four, right? Javier on four. I I think the answer's got to be uh, has got to be Framber on three days, and that doesn't mean that Javier, you know, Javier's worked out of the bullpen before that. that yeah, Framber's a creature of habit. I can tell you this. I mean, I'm sick enough that if we actually would have been doing Diaz like we should have been doing with, with Javier because he clearly doesn't war on his own, I'd go, go with Javier, go with Javier, go with Javier, just so we get to better catch. Just so you, game, yeah, right? but, just so you get to play the good players. Uh, yeah, 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 because we're only allowed to do that when Fran. And so th- that's, uh, again, that's one of the bad things about skipping Brown's turn is that means that we like that means the last game, the last week of the season, we're going to see exactly one start from my guy Yanyo Diaz. All right, we yes. one start, and that and, and there's and that will be there's the a epi- fair argument to make that we get what we deserve if we do that. You that know? will be the epitaph for the Astros season, yep. and that will be the that will be the lead line on the obituary for the Astros season. Is they will miss the playoffs by one or two games, and Yiner Diaz, who hit 23 home runs as a rookie catcher, barely playing, played in five games as a catcher in September. Yeah, because that's what it'll be. And and, and there's just I, I cannot express how angry that makes me, and just like I'm a red hot ball of molten lava whenever I think about this. When I like, you know, and I see so many Astros fans online and they're just like, it's battered spouse syndrome. You know, it's like, well, if I would have kept my mouth shut and I would have had dinner on time, I wouldn't have this black eye. I knew he'd been down at the fishing hole all day. And I know what that means. Right. I mean, like that's literally what the Astros fans are doing. They're like, Oh, well, you know, shit. I, I think Diaz should be playing half the games. No, you don't. No, you half. don't, you fool. Th- this is what someone said online today. I, I, I guess, no, you don't, you fool. Diaz should be playing all the games, all the games, not half the games. We do not need to take Dusty's logic at face value with the way he sees the game and lines it. Like, we do not need to concede that point as rationals. No, we right? don't. We don't. I, I mean, because it's just, it's, 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 it's wrong. It's nonsense. And it it's is. the reason that we will not be in the playoffs if that ends up happening. And, and I still, I, I want to be in the playoffs very badly. And I don't care I if we limp in as the six seed going three and three this week. And we limp in as the six seed. I very much want to be in the playoffs because the playoffs are awesome. You wake up. The, the day of the game and you got a nervous pit in your stomach all day and you're like like work goes super fast but it also crawls through sometimes maybe you're playing at one or two in the afternoon which means you're like drunk by 3 30 um if you're doing it right you know i i mean it's just it, it's like a heart attack on every single pitch it, and it is you know 
I only feel alive when I'm cutting myself or I'm watching playoff baseball. That's basically what it boils down to, right? So I very much, very much want to make the playoffs. I, I, I mean, nothing would make me happier other than maybe a Texas national title in football, right? Um, yeah. All right, Gabe. Because we, yeah. I, I just let me finish this thought. But if we lose and we don't make the playoffs, the part of me that says – I know how the world works. I know what good is, and we did not do good. We deserved yeah. every bit of the screw job that the baseball gods gave us for taunting them and laughing and mocking them openly in their face, giving 300 bats to Jolks, starting Maldonado at, at 116 games is where he's going to start at catcher. He's got the third most in 38-year-old, worst-in-defense catcher with a – sub 600 OPS and a 188 batting average. And he's going to play the third most freaking innings at catcher. Oh, you must have a terrible backup catcher. If you need to assign all that many innings. Nope. Our backup catcher just got through hitting two 23 home runs with an 860 OPS. Yeah. But uh, is he terrible defensively? No, actually he's a lot better than our other catcher. Yeah. Well, you know, did, did you get all those stats playing DH? No, actually, he was almost as bad as our catcher when he DH. But when he played catcher, he had an OPS of a thousand, a thousand, Andrew, a thousand, and we got we managed to get that guy five games in September. Yeah. Five. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't I couldn't keep it together the whole show. I'm sorry, I couldn't do it. But I I very 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 much want to make the playoffs. But if we don't make the playoffs, I will like. You will at least you will I will recognize, cry. I yeah. Will cry and I will moan and I will bitch and I will curl up in a ball on the couch in the field position, sucking my thumb. But I will also be able to say, I told you so. I told you so. I told you so. This is what happened when you do stupid things and you mock and taunt the baseball gods. Yeah. Dumb actions have dumb consequences, right? And, and there is uh, something to be said for, uh, you know, those consequences coming to pass. So, so we've got to wrap it up, Gabe. Um, and and we, we've got plenty of time to break down all of that, all of what you talked about. Uh, today is not the Sorry day. Sorry about that. Sorry about That's that. That's okay. That that, I just, I couldn't keep it all in. I know. I just it, 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 is, it is insane. It is absolutely insane and it makes zero sense. And we'll talk about it another day. But uh, tell me what you think happens. This is the last – this is our last regular season week ahead projection, Gabe. We got six games. We've talked about it. What do you think happens? Four and two and succeed in the playoffs. Three and three, miss the playoffs. By one – that would put us out by one game almost assuredly, right? Yep. That would be like, that would be the most fitting end for this team, honestly. Yep. Three they they three. would deserve that. So you think we uh, we lose two or three to the Mariners and we win two or three of – yeah, I mean, that's probably – if we're going to miss the playoffs, that's probably the way it happens, right? That would be my guess. After but like, but the way talked. this the way this team has – the season has gone, I, I actually feel like it will be the other way. We'll win two of three in Seattle. Everyone will be feeling good, and then they'll go just lose two out of three to Arizona and miss everything. We could, man. If we get, if we go, two it could. And three against, if we go two and three against the Mariners, and then we won, win one against Arizona, 
it's I'd possible. say we got a fifty or sixty percent shot of making the playoffs. Yeah, I so if we go three and three that way. In I'm that gonna manner, say right? I'm gonna say we're going three and three. I don't know how that breaks down. I don't know if that gets us in the playoffs or not. I do know it puts us in a position where we're depending on circumstance, you know, beyond our control to get and in someone else doing our work for us and dumb work. Right. That's right. Uh, so I don't know, but I'm I am the three and three guy. I kind of explained why earlier, but I again I don't care that they lost nine of the last twelve to bad teams. Three and you know three and three. It's what I expect. So the question is, when's our next podcast? Um, the next podcast will be. Should we do one on the car from the car? Should we do a live podcast while we're listening to the Astros game on oh, the car oh. at six o'clock on Saturday? uh maybe heading back from austin maybe so we'll we'll play that by ear we might have a surprise um you know episode or two <laughs> coming out later in the week just depending on what's happening but uh i don't know i don't know everyone's gonna have to stay tuned uh keep checking the breathing orange fire podcast uh whether you listen in spotify or apple or uh, whatever, whatever you prefer, um, and and check us out throughout the week to see if more episodes come come down the pipe because they might. We'll probably have one no later than Sunday at seven or eight o'clock central, right? I mean, either way, one that, way or another, we'll, that, we'll have that some sounds that sounds right, and it will either be a um, eulogy episode, Gabe, or a uh, or a preview. Boy, I hope it's a preview, man. I hope it's a preview. Like I said, I just I I gotta have that playoff baseball in my life, man. I'm like a junkie. Yep, uh, that would be the preference. But we'll see, man. We'll see what happens, Gabe. I want you to uh, try to take it easy this week. I heard some uh, some concerning things uh, out of, <laughs> out of you cutting yourself and black eyes and fishing holes and like I I would like I might. Uh, do health check statuses on you. Uh, so I used to work. I used to work for the prosecutor's office, right? I think people know I'm a lawyer, and that was. I I say work. I, I was a summer intern, okay, um, during law school, and uh, I dealt with a lot of domestic violence cases, and that's what many a woman came up that was trying to no press the charges. And what I quoted for you was almost word for word something I heard ten, twenty, thirty times. In that summer, I worked up there. Shucks, he's a good guy, and I shouldn't have yeah. done this, and blah blah blah. And that's exactly what it reminds me of Astros fans when they're when they're making excuses for how you know we could probably get by with Maldi catching fifty percent of the time or sixty percent of the time. It's like no, like reject that narrative because it's nonsense. Yeah. So that's, that's where right. that comes from. I and know, the, you know. I- and the cutting myself is the only time I feel alive. I mean, that's just that's, that's just reality. I that's don't know just, what to that's, tell you. That's, that's just objectively this true. Why, this is where I, where, why I wear long sleeve shirts all the time, Andrew. Uh, man, uh, add that to the list of topics in the queue for the off season. Um, all right, sir. Well, we'll see what happens. And um, Gabe, hang in there, and I will talk to you soon. All right. See you later, my friend. Bye-bye.